Greetings in Jesus' name this morning. Praise the Lord. Looks like the house got filled a little more this morning. <laughs> a little bit sparse in the beginning, but praise God for His uh, goodness towards us. Uh, oh, it's a nice Sunday, Sunday morning. There's still some snow out there. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Praise God. I think maybe I left my notes at home. Uh, another message. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to Romans chapter 12. Well, for some reason, I was led to this portion of Scripture here in uh, Romans chapter 12. There's a lot in here. It's a, it's a chapter that is, can I say, packed and full. And, and uh, there's no way that we can expound on all that's in here. But I like to this morning basically look at the mercy of God. And that's in here this morning, in chapter uh, <clears throat> chapter 12 here, verse 1, talks about the mercies of God. But I think before we go or read uh, this, I'd just like to have a, uh, a prayer, if we could do that. Shall we just pause for a word of prayer? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' precious name. Lord, we worship you, we praise you, we thank you for being our Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for this Lord's day. Thank you, God, that we can come together and gather together this way, Lord. God, to hear from you. Oh, Father, I pray. God, help us to have hearts that are open that that will happen here this morning in this assembly, God. Oh, Father, we pray for your blessing. We pray for your anointing, Lord. I pray, God, for your grace, Father, to be able to share what you have laid on my heart here. Oh, God, to share with your people, Lord. God, I pray, bless your word. Oh, Father, God, may our hearts be encouraged. May we go home from this place today more encouraged, or how should I say, um, to, to serve you, to give our all, dear God, that our hearts would be burning hot for God. Oh, Lord, I pray, Father, we need you, God. We need that touch daily, Lord. And I pray, God, touch our hearts, Father, here this morning, Lord. God, we know that we, we do communicate by word and 
But oh God, I pray, Father, Lord, it would be more than just words. Somehow, God, that your spirit would carry these words into our heart, Lord, and where they would be coming, become living word, dear God, to where it would change us, Father. Oh, Lord, I pray for that for myself and all of us here, God, here this morning, Lord. Fathers, we have gathered together. I trust God with a heart, Lord, that is looking to, to the God of heaven who can do exceedingly abundantly above that which we're able to think or ask. God, I pray, oh, Father, bless us this morning, Lord. We thank you, God, for your provisions. We thank you for your salvation. God, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your mercy this morning, God. Thank you that your mercies, yes, are new every morning, Lord. Father, I pray, help us, O God, to maybe see or be refreshed and be encouraged in this aspect of your mercy, Lord. God, that it would have an effect upon our lives, Father, this week and the weeks to come, Lord. Father, we look to you. God, I do also cast myself upon you, Lord. I look to you this morning, I pray for strength and grace and clarity of thought and mind, dear God. Oh, Father, I pray, help me here this morning, Lord, as I endeavor, Father, to share your word. And Lord, we thank you for the holy word of God here this morning. We bless you and we praise you. And Lord, I do yet pray, too, for those that cannot be here this morning, maybe because of sickness or other reasons, God, Father, we pray that you would be with our brothers and sisters today that are, cannot be here. Bless them, Lord. I pray for also for David and Rosetta and Elena this morning. Bless them, O oh God. Father, we pray your blessing, Lord, upon them and upon each and every one. Father, we look to you, God. We thank you. We love you and we praise you. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're at Romans chapter 12. I should maybe dig a little deeper here, but uh, I was sure I put those notes in my Bible. I guess not, so we'll just trust the Lord. <laughs> okay, here Romans chapter 12. It says, it reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Brothers, sisters, I beseech you. I... <clears throat> Pray you, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. What's the therefore, therefore? What do the preachers say? It's because of what was there before. And I think years ago, I actually preached out of this passage, and I remember clearly saying that about the therefore. And I still conclude that it's because of what Paul had written here 
in Romans chapter 1 to chapter 11. He says, and then he goes into chapter 12, and he says, I beseech you, I pray you, my brothers and sisters, therefore, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, in light of all that he had written before. What had he written before? Well, he wrote different things. But for some reason, he says here, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God's mercy. Are you, are you uh, rejoicing in God's mercy this morning? Amen. What did Paul write from Romans chapter 1 to chapter 11? What was written? Some of us know, maybe some of us it's a little fuzzy this morning. Did he not write, did he not bring out about God's mercy? We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us here this morning. And it's His mercy that we're here. And those of us that have been washed and cleansed and have been born again, it's His mercy that we're here this morning and that we're saved. It's because of His mercy. Not... We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's His mercy that we're here this morning. John came last night, had a nice time together last night and this morning. And this morning we were just talking about John uh, used to uh, uh, do construction work. And so we had uh, some... uh, Talks on uh, construction. And so we were just kind of uh, remembering some of the things that happened on the construction crew. <clears throat> and he was talking of how he, different times, well, the one time, brother, you fell off the roof. <clears throat> it's God's mercy there that he didn't break his leg or maybe even your neck. God's mercy. And it reminded me of a time that I too was working on a construction crew. And this was before I knew the Lord. And we were setting bar joists. I was on one wall and there's another man on the, on the other wall. So here you have two, if you will, concrete, or, yeah, concrete walls. And we were setting bar joists in between about every two, three, four feet I and I was on this wall and for some reason the crane was not set quite right and we were setting these bar joists and this, this one that, that, I was, that we were setting for some reason it was a little bit too sh- the crane was not able to, to uh, have enough of uh, cable to where there was enough to get it over on the other side 
And so I was on this wall here, and I got a hold of that barge edge, and I was pushing. And as I was pushing, for some reason, that thing unhooked. And you can guess what happened when that happens. When you have all your weight on that barge joist on top of a wall. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> it was God's mercy back then. Maybe I, I know I didn't see it that way. But it was God's mercy that as I, in it all, because of that, because I was pushing, I, that weight as I went down and I turned and I grabbed on to that other bar joist that we were setting up, coming through. <clears throat> it was God's mercy that I did not go down into the second floor there. And there was smaller bar joists down there. I, yeah, it could have been very bad. <clears throat> But it's, to me, just, uh, I was just thinking that as we were talking about that, as I was thinking, it was God's mercy. And hasn't that happened to different ones of us as we remember? Can you remember there a time that something like that happened to you? Before you knew God. And if your life would have been taken, where would you be today? It's God's mercy that I did not fall down that day and get, if you will, killed. It was God's mercy that He gave me another chance. It was God's mercy. It's God's mercy that I'm here this morning. It's God's mercy that you're here this morning. Praise God for His mercy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, David says. <clears throat> Let us rejoice in God's mercy this morning. Let us allow that just to think about God having mercy on me. And He did on each and every one of us. He has had mercy on us. And I'm especially talking to the ones that have been, have been saved and have been born again and you have experienced God's mercy. Maybe you didn't live out there in a, in a life of, 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 of sin that was, was terrible and bad, as maybe some of us have. But you still sinned and you fell short of God's glory. <clears throat> it was God's mercy. God's mercy that He saved you. Praise God for His mercy this morning. <clears throat> Praise God for His mercy. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. <clears throat> Have we said enough about God's mercy to allow that to sink into our hearts? <clears throat> Are you serving God because you feel you have to? You know, the Bible says I should... I should do this and I should do that. <clears throat> I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you do something. What? Just do things because, well, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do and I don't want to go to hell. So I'll, I'll serve God because, you know, I, I, that's, that's, yeah. <clears throat> I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Allowing God's mercy to touch our hearts afresh this morning. And out of that, can I say, out of that foundation that we present our bodies a living sacrifice. What else can we do when we really stop and think on what God did for us? He wouldn't have had to send His Son. He wouldn't have had to, but He did. Because He loved you and me. He saw us there in our sin. And did He just say, like maybe sometimes we do, well, poor fella, what, why don't you just do something about your poverty? But God did something about it. And He sent His Son who came and gave His life for each and every one of us. Praise God for His mercy this morning. Praise God for His mercy. That ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. That ye present. Let's look at that word a little bit. That ye present your bodies. Not just your one little finger. Not just your five fingers or four fingers and two thumbs. (laughs) But your whole body. You present your whole body a living sacrifice. It's more than just, maybe a little bit what I was saying earlier, it's more than just going through the motions where, okay, so here I am, I'll do my thing. But it's where you're presenting your, it's not a dead body. He says here, uh, and maybe I'm, Maybe I'm taking this a little further than what he's saying here, but uh, he says here, a li- or, uh, present your bodies a living sacrifice. What does that mean, a living sacrifice? Something that is living, something that is alive. And the way I like to say that this morning is, is that there is a heart that is beating That there is a heart that is looking to the Lord. There is a heart that is behind this thing. It's not just that you're going through the motions, if you will. You put yourself on the altar, but yet your heart is somewhere else. Have you been at the altar lately? Lately? Not necessarily up here. Have you been at the altar lately? I had something happen oh I don't know a while ago it was hard and as I as I uh, looked to the Lord through that whole thing I had two how should I say Uh, This whole thing came to me about an altar. I had to, I came to the place where I just, in a sense, re, 
if you will, made an altar and recommitted myself to God. Lord, I am here to serve you. An altar. Have you been at the altar lately? That ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Living. There's something there. It's not a dead sacrifice. The Bible talks, Hebrews talks about dead works where people are just doing what? Works, but they're dead. A living sacrifice, which is holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. As we think about God's mercy, how he had mercy on us, what else can we do? It's our reasonable service to give him our all. He could have left us in our sin. He could have left us where we were at. But he did something about it. He did something about it. Presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. How are we to present our bodies a living sacrifice? Holy. Supposed to be holy. Acceptable unto God. We think of Cain and Abel this morning. The one's sacrifice was acceptable and the other one was not. Have you been at the altar lately? Has God accepted your sacrifice? I think it's a good question for us to ponder. God wants us to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy Acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Our reasonable service. And then he says in verse 2, And be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Are you being conformed to this world? The world wants to conform us into its mold, does it not? And we face that battle every day. You go down the road and you see billboards and you see this and you see that. There are, there are voices that are calling. And even, you know, I'll bring it down to this, even voices that look if you will, spiritual. There are voices that are calling. The Bible, or Paul here says, be not conformed to this world. The world wants to conform us in the way, can I say this morning, the way it thinks. Are you being conformed in your mind how the world thinks? Be not conformed to this world. Mm. 
Once we were dead in trespasses and sins, and yes, we were in the world. The Lord came and set us free and and put us uh, a new song in our hearts. He transformed us. He gave us a new heart. He renewed our mind. Brothers and sisters, we are encouraged here this morning to continue to have our minds renewed because we live in this fallen world. Wouldn't it be nice where we would get a cleansing one time and we would never have to take a bath again? We would never have to, John, never have to wash our vehicle again. <laughs> he, was, he was complaining this morning about the Iowa roads are so dirty. <laughs> He washed his van nice and clean. He comes out to Iowa, and lo and behold, he spent however much money he spent on the car wash to get his van nice and clean, and here he comes out and drives in the uh, dirty road for a mile or so, and it's all dirty again. Well, brother, we're still in this world. <laughs> we're still in this world. It would be nice, yes, if we would get cleansed once and praise God for that initial cleansing we need that we can't get around that if you don't have that and you're here this morning you need that initial cleansing but there is a continual where we need to be renewed in our mind because we 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 hear things and we see things and and somehow we're not careful we, our mind starts thinking that way the way the world thinks be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. Praise God. I don't know what you think of when, 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 when you hear that, or when you read that. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know the, that little caterpillar that walks, uh, walks around on the whatever ground? And then it... What is it? Connects itself to uh, something. And it goes like that. And it turns itself into a cocoon. Wraps himself up. What do you think he wraps himself up with? Are you doing that, brother, sister? Are you wrapping yourself up in God's word? As you wrap yourself more and more, let God's word wrap around your mind. And you wrap around it more and more in yourself. What happens eventually to that uh, caterpillar? It turns into a beautiful butterfly. He says here, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need that. Praise God for we come together Sundays and that happens, I trust, where our minds are renewed. But let's take it further. We need to do that while we're, our, uh, while we're hammering nails in or while we're uh, uh, sitting on a tractor or while we're uh, whatever we find ourselves doing, while we're washing the dishes, sister, where we are meditating in God's Word. And, and of course, my mind goes to Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. He's wrapping himself 
with the word of God. Like a, like a, like a cocoon does. I just went online last night and I saw a little video, video clip how that works. I like to, I, I don't know if we ever did that as a family, but I was inspired to do that just to watch that sometime. I don't know if you need to. Have any of you, Vernon, were you saying one time that you watched, watched? No? Okay. Uh, wouldn't that be interesting to watch? I don't know if it takes a long time or whether it, it was just about five minutes, but, you know, with video clips and all that where they can uh, take a long period and squeeze it into five minutes. <clears throat> be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'll just throw in another thing here. I have been encouraged because of my problems with my headaches. I have been been encouraged to drink more water. And we went out to uh, Pennsylvania, and I went out with the youth, and we went to uh, Dean Stumps there, and and, uh, I was sharing with uh, his son, I guess it was with the family there, of uh, I'm on this special diet, doing different things, and and uh, and and then I said too I'm drinking more water and I, I think I feel like it actually it, it's making a big difference and he said well that's the key to it all I said well why didn't you tell me before I went to the doctor <laughs> and the point is is his point was that so if your body's intolerant to some things if you drink enough of water it flushes out that those impurities or those intolerant things that you're eating that you shouldn't be eating that your body resists isn't there something to that about the spiritual where we sometimes take things in but if we if we drink enough of water praise God it flushes those things out may we be encouraged this morning to, to, to value this book it's more than just well, I got to do my devotions. But where you allow, well, the, the husbands are encouraged to wash their wives with the water of the word. Well, well, how are they going to do that if they haven't been washed themselves? So, brother, uh, you make sure you wash yourself first. <clears throat> and only then can you truly wash your wife with the water of the word. <clears throat> be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So drink a lot of water this week and the weeks to come. Water and uh, uh, the, the, the water of, of life, the word of God, praise God. <clears throat> be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That ye may prove. And that, I looked that word up, prove, and it's the same one that is in uh, John where it talks about testing the spirits. We are to prove what is good. What is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let us not just be haphazard Christians. But this is, he is encouraging us to uh, prove what is good and acceptable and perfect, the will of God. Well, I should have I read the whole chapter here, but I didn't. 
Um, like I said, there's a lot in here. But again, we're zeroing in uh, on, if you don't take anything else away, take, take away this thing of God's mercy. And how you as a Christian, as you think about it this morning, how it, God's mercy touched your life, how it affected your life. <clears throat> and allow that to touch you and to change you where you go into this world showing forth, can I say, God's mercy. And if we look at some of these verses here, as far as uh, as far as it it's talk, talks here, some about uh, loving our enemies, bless them which persecute you, and bless and curse not. <clears throat> Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. I was reading Gary Miller's book. It was last Sunday. We didn't have church here because it was church was canceled. On uh, the book on It's Not Your Business. And I'd encourage every, every brother to read that book. <clears throat> but some of the uh, testimonies in there of, of men, in, in I think most of them were construction where they had experiences where the customer was not happy and but anyways they bent over backwards to keep peace with that customer when they could have went to court they could have fought the thing but they didn't and I believe it is because they had experienced God's mercy and therefore they were able to forgive that that customer that was unreasonable and show mercy. And what happens when we show mercy? When in, when in reality, even the, the customer might know that he's taken this thing further than he should. But he knows somehow this man is different than a lot of other contractors, if you will. And it's very clear here in verse 20, he says, Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him if he thirst, give him drink, for in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. And that's not where you, because this customer is being unreasonable, so you go, go get some uh, coals, shall heap coals of fire on his head, coals that are burning, coals of fire, so you go to the stove, we used to, at home, I remember where we used to burn coal. Mom used to put coal in the stove, and, and these coals would burn. So uh, he's not saying here to go into that stove and get those coals and, 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 and put them on, on somebody's head now. Is that what we want to do sometimes? God help us. <clears throat> That's what the flesh wants to do. But when we respond... The way Jesus responds. When we respond. Because we have experienced God's mercy. 
And we understand that this person here is being unreasonable. And he doesn't understand God's mercy. And here we, as God's children, show mercy to this person. We don't take coals, but somehow God's Spirit takes those coals and puts them on that man's head. And those coals start burning down into his heart, into, into his mind, into his heart, where there is a conviction that comes upon that person. Now that person needs to, needs to uh, make a decision what he wants to do with that. But, oh, brothers and sisters, let us be true Christians. What song did we sing this morning? That first time I heard that song, I was thinking, why would we sing a song like that? I want to be a true Christian. But as, as we sang it this morning, I saw a little different angle to it. Help me to be a true Christian in my heart, I think is somehow the song goes. It's not where we're just a uh, Christian by name, but somehow there's a heart that it's coming out of. And that's what speaks to people. <clears throat> now I need my notes. Now I need my paper to finish off. But that uh, <clears throat> this whole thing of mercy is not spineless, if you will. This whole thing of mercy, it hates evil. Here it says, it talks here about, uh, see if I can lay my eyes on it. Verse 9, love, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. The phrase that I got was that it hates, but it has a soft touch. When somebody touches you, brother, sister. What happens? What happens? Are you soft to the touch? <clears throat> Are you soft to the touch? <clears throat> so this thing of mercy is not just a little thing. Or how should I say? This thing of mercy is not spineless. You know, we can look at it and think that, you know, a, a person that is full of of mercy, you know, he just lets everything go because he's so merciful. That's not a right concept of the true mercy of God. So may God help us. May God help us to live, to have our minds renewed to where we go into this world and we show forth God's mercy. To a lost and dying world. And that can play out in many different ways. That can play out in many different ways. <clears throat> May God help us to do that. I think I'll close with that. God bless you.